couple things, people. What is good? We we have a special guest, as you might realize. Uh, I, I tend to dig through TikTok to find the, the, the great minds that do exist in plain sight. Um, we have Candace Simmons. Um, Candace, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, I, I find you highly intriguing, but t- take a couple seconds and just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay, so yes, my name, my actual name is Candace Simmons, but I usually go by Conscious Cast based off of okay. my YouTube channel. So people may be like, you know, where did you get Concast from? Which is my Instagram username and stuff like that. That's where it's from. So Conscious Cast is basically um, a channel where I talk about stuff, whether it's um, conscious stuff or advice, motivation, stuff like that. Um, I'm 18. I was born in the Bronx, New York City. I've lived in Florida for a long period of time, so you can say I'm from there. Um, and I currently live in Massachusetts right now. So that's so interesting. So yeah, you've been dominating that East Coast heavy. I, I've lived in two of the three places that that you've mentioned. Uh, I, I was raised in upstate New York. Um, I claim New York. You know, people always ask me where you're from. I'm like, bro, I'm from New York, and they're like, nah, you're from the state of New York. You're not from New York. I'm like, bro, no, don't play with me. And then, of course, I lived in Florida recently for four months, and I'm moving back there at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always curious about Boston, though. Um, mm-hmm. Just that whole neck of the woods, the the, the culture, the accents. Um, yeah. I kind of miss all four seasons, even though you know I'm moving to Florida because you know mm-hmm. I don't have time. But yeah, I find you very interesting. A lot of your content, especially for an 18 year old, um, it's refreshing to hear a lot of your opinions. Um, I, I dug through the majority of them. You have a lot of content, and so I was like, let, let me try my best to you know try to get the gist of who you know conscious cast is. Um, mm-hmm. Before we go too deep into you know a lot of the topics, um, again, I, w- I will be mindful of the amount of time you have afforded me and again i'm grateful i'm grateful um what has you entertained currently what has your attention uh what do you wake up and obviously besides the umbrella of tiktok or you know youtube or creating content is there anything specific that has your attention or has you excited currently um i would say working out i've been Mm. trying to create discipline within myself so just working out every day meditating is a big thing i have to get back into it i used to do it constantly but, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just trying to create better habits for myself right now. So I would say that. Got you. Do you have like any person, any people that you follow in particular that, you know, has you kind of getting back in gear, especially in regards to like working out? Not necessarily. I realize I kind of have my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so jumping jacks, push ups, sit ups, stuff like that. And I was in ROTC in high school. So okay. just doing that kind of. You know, I created my own routine, but um, there's somebody recently that a friend of mine put me on to. I forgot his name, but yeah. So somebody that I have been looking at. Interesting. Do you have any goals in particular outside of just being fit and being healthy? Um, anything in particular in terms of your goals, like maybe competing or like physique competitions, you know, things like that? Um, Boxing, definitely. Boxing? Yeah, okay. I, wanted, I wanted to get into boxing. Um, mm. it's fun. I don't know. I don't know, but definitely that. So. You just trying to throw hands. I mean, I mean, you see like the, the bags going around as far as TikTok versus YouTubers, you know, Jake Paul getting fights, Logan Paul, you know, Andrew Tate getting his fights, you know, at least trying to get them. But like, I, I would imagine boxing, it, it's a, it's changing 
it, well, I'll say this, it's evolving beyond what it used to be, beyond the Mayweather days, you know, Pacquiao days, where it was just strictly a sport that, you know, you compete at the highest level on. Most people just out here throwing hands, especially you being from the Bronx. I'm sure you've seen, you know, the streets going up heavy for no reason outside of some foolishness, you know, taking place. But um, boxing's on my radar as well. I, I, I've been looking at it and I'm like, I have hands, but just not enough to be legit with it. Like, I have enough to, like, I mean, my size usually keeps people from engaging. I'm like, anybody trying to throw hands with your boy? But at some point, I, 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 I would like to learn the art of it. Um, just the art of self-defense, all, all those different things that go into it. But that's interesting. Um, in regards to a lot of your past, I, I don't plan on digging too much of that. I mean, again, you are 18, so um, we want to leave some things to, you know, be personal. But in regards to, like, your ambition, um, I watched one of your TikToks where you said you, you wanted to be an actress or a musician. Um, do you still hold true to those things? Music, um, definitely. Acting, a little bit. But mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to be controlled. And I have strong beliefs that within those two paths, there's a bit of controlling. Mm -hmm. um, I used to love to rap. Like, I still have it. Where? Yes. <laughs> like, I you got to bless us, bruh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give us 16 real quick. <laughs> um, oh my God. No, nah, no, nah, you, you don't got to, you don't got to. I might, I might, like, towards the end, maybe. Say less, say less. Um, rapping, definitely. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to get into singing, but I that's going to take a while because I'm not a natural with that. But, I, yeah, so. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, did you already, like, did you, I mean, obviously with cell phones, laptops, you know, MacBook Pros, Logic floating around, you have all these, all the software available. Even on your phone, you can download software and start creating. Have you created any songs? That, do you write songs? I do. I have do created some, um, and I'm still working on some of them. Um, yeah, mostly, like, I've been getting into poetry, too, so, mm -hmm. yeah. That's interesting. And then as far as acting is concerned, um, have you even pursued that? Obviously, you know, being, you know, in Brooklyn, you're getting the five boroughs, so there's some presence there as far as Hollywood's concerned. Obviously, L.A. being kind of the hub for it. But ha with, again, TikTok, you can create your own skits. You can create your own content. Um, everyone has a camera now. Everyone has so editing software. So there's really no limitation. But ha have you really d dug into that as far as that ambition is concerned? On Instagram, I have because of Reels mm -hmm. and the audios and stuff. So I practice with those. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as skits, I was planning on doing that kind of later down the line when I actually have something come to mind. But at the time, no, like not too seriously. I feel you. You mentioned something in regards to acting and, and being a musician. When you mentioned the control aspect, and you see a lot of rappers, they, they come from SoundCloud and somebody, bruh, here's $5,000, sign this 360 deal. Mm -hmm. And then people go up with that. And you know, they've been locked in this contract for, for decades now trying to make bread. And they broke yeah. now. Um, what do you mean by the control of it? Because I think nowadays we have more control of our own careers. We have more control of our own. Like I, I have a podcast and I don't care who's watching. I have a podcast and mm -hmm. on my other channel, I'll monetize. So, you know, you have money coming in. Anchor, Anchor sponsors any podcast you put up there. So you, you start creating content. You start creating income from it. Mm -hmm. What has you worried about the control of, you know, getting into those fields? Um, I've seen some artists talk about certain things. Like I can't drop a certain song at this time because mm -hmm. they told me not to i have right. to wait until they drop or somebody else because there's somebody new coming up stuff like that to where you don't have control over when you could post or mm -hmm. when you could do certain things even with um 
doing certain shows or something like that like yeah you could probably pick up some but at the same time i think that you're forced to do certain things that maybe mm-hmm. they don't want to do because of money or clout stuff like that um yeah. popularity i just if i do get into music i'd rather be independent and not sign so that mm-hmm. i know for sure like everything that i do is what i want to do and not what somebody else wants me to do I feel, I feel. And the, the rapping thing is intriguing mainly because when I was going through your content, it never dawned on me. I mean, first of all, I didn't know where you were from. So I'm like, the, the New York influence, I think it catches everybody lacking at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, these cameras, <laughs> it's always something. They, thankfully, we always have a backup. But mm-hmm. um, just in regards to, give me one second. This is re- okay. ridiculous. But yeah, we're good now. All right. Um. So, yeah, when it comes to, you know, living in New York City and having the influence of, you know, all the different, you know, rappers that, that come out of the Bronx and, you know, you know, Brooklyn, what have you. What got you even intrigued by rapping? Um, is there anybody you look up to? Because I, I've heard a lot of your rhetoric in regards to the Cardi B's of the world, the Meg Thee Stallions, you know, a lot of their rhetoric. What kind of rapper would you be um, in, in comparison to them? And then what, who intrigued you or, or who kind of motivated you to even enter that kind of field? J. Cole. Because okay. he had, um, yes, he curses and he says certain stuff, but at the same time, it's always a message behind what he's talking about. For one, mm-hmm. he's lyrical, but again, the deeper meanings behind certain things. So he's one of my favorite artists just because of that. And okay. another, I won't say a specific person, but old school music. I don't really like new school music like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but old school music, definitely by Marley. Um. Yeah. So, a lot of old school music. I can't even name like specific. Yeah. People, so. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I I haven't heard much of this. I think you mentioned maybe a word or two of it, in 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 a lot of your TikToks, and so it kind of got me intrigued. I'm like, maybe I'll just include the question just in case. Um, but do you do you operate in conspiracy theories? Maybe in in your closet or behind closed doors with the windows closed, nobody's seeing you. Nobody's watching, but do you have any conspiracy theories that you ever pause at in regards to the control that we might be under? Do you believe in simulation theory, anything of, anything of that nature? I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it, but definitely mm. simulation, um, gaming, like we're in a game, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get too too deep in it, but I definitely feel like a lot of control is here so that's interesting um whenever i'm on tiktok first of all i find tiktok to be such a dangerous app mainly because of the amount of time it consumes once you're on there like i'm on there for hours at a time i'm like i'll be on there trying to post my little videos and i get stuck on there for three hours I'm like, all right right we, we got to set timers and what have you but um in regards to you know simulation theory i i find it intriguing when i was deployed in the middle east i would look at the sky and there's just nothing like it. The amount of colors. I'm like, Brett, how does that pink exist only here in the Middle East? I've never seen that pink anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I, there was one morning where the sun was rising and it appeared to be white, just white. And of course, I think the actual color of the sun is white. But from Earth's vantage point, I'm like, how is the sun? First of all, it's the same size as the moon almost continuously mm-hmm. with rare exceptions. I'm like, there's part of me that that looks at it. I'm like, what if we are in a conspiracy? Like, what what if the first time someone? No, I believe it was, uh, not Kanye. Was it Kanye? Yeah, it was Kanye. He was talking about how the first time we get told to stay off the coffee table, 
that's it's it's like the first trend of being told not to do things and Mm -hmm. so we ultimately wake up at 20 years old 18 years old in your case where we're just not doing certain things because we've been taught don't do these type of things and of course you know as the older we get we grow more and more conservative and we, we start like instead of chasing your dreams to be a rapper or chasing your dreams to be an actor or what have you we might just settle for oh, i'll just get a job over here or you know i'll go, I'll go to school and get a degree or what have you and we we tend not to chase those type of things and i, I start seeing a lot of correlations between you know what if there were a conspiracy to keep humans or black people down what would it look like and i'm like there might be evidence for that but uh your thoughts Dude, um to keep black people down Possibly. Um, let me think on that. <laughs> bet, um, bet, bet. I would say, I think it goes back to the music part of it. Um, mm. I think that's a big thing that keeps black people down is the music that we blast. Like we don't like conscious music. We don't like. No. Like, we like lyrical artists if they're talking about smoking, if they're talking about um, violence and stuff like that. We don't really like hearing real stuff. We don't. Yeah. So, and what's promote? What, like, what's promoted right now? We have right. the stuff like that. We don't have the J. J. Cole is not even promoted like that. He's promoted, nah. but not as hugely as everybody else, like NBA. Yeah people like that so. <laughs> yeah Dirk Nim and so. J. Cole low-key falling off mainly because I, I think he's been pursuing a lot of the basketball ambitions he has mm-hmm. and I'm like for a person like myself I'm like bro who doesn't hoop bro like most black folk you know I, I put me on the court but I put in work but like he's trying to make teams or what have you it's different but J. Cole's an interesting character mainly because lyrically I, I have him in the same category as a Kendrick Lamar um mm-hmm. I don't have him in terms of popularity up there with Drake but you can see the circles he moves in. He He's iconic already just because mm-hmm. of the amount of work he's put out and the quality of work he's put out. Um, and I think people like him and, and Kendrick will always have their own category. Even Wayne, you know, a lot of his lyrics are just his ability to in, just import similes and metaphors. I'm like, bro, who does that, bro? Like, that, that's, that's different. So I, I think I, I'll always have them in a separate category, mainly because of their style of rap. And a lot of it does contain vulgarity and what have you, and you know swear words and sex, drugs, money, what have you. But I think their their delivery, it it created a new category, and I think that's why people like yourself have kind of glued on to those type of individuals because yeah. of it's just different. It's, it's different enough. Um, I don't know. I I think it's warranted its own lane. Mm. Um, I didn't hear much about this either. Uh, astrology. Do you believe in astrology? To an extent, I know a lot of people would be like, oh, because you're a Libra, you're this, or because you're mm. a Virgo, you're this. I think um, people took it a little bit too far. <laughs> I do believe, like, there's some truth to certain things, but, mm. you know, there's people who will be like, yeah, Virgos and Leos can't be in a good relationship. They won't be together long. And then my parents were a Virgo and a Leo, and they were married till death did them part. So it's yeah. stuff like that, like, I'm not too into it, but I do believe certain things. So, I feel, if I hear I feel something like, like Virgos are um, emotional and sensitive, that might be true because I'm emotional mm. and I could be sensitive. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to take it to the extreme. So, are you a Virgo? I am. 
See, that's weird because I'm a Virgo as well, and I've never heard that about Virgos. I've heard that about Cancers. My ex was a Cancer, and so she always talked about how you know I'm nurturing and I'm caring and I'm I'm, I'm empath and I care about your deepest thoughts and insecurities. <laughs> and then she, I've always been labeled as the analytical and and structured and and cold and stoic, what have you. So it's interesting that you being a Virgo, like we have these contradicting stories about the same exact sign, and I think they they cross over different months, but I, I'm in the same boat as far as I don't put too much emphasis on the month someone was born in, you know, as, mm-hmm. as authorizing someone's behavior. I'm like, yeah, the month you're born in has, that's no excuse on how you behave on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I don't see the correlation there, but I'm, uh, that's interesting. Um, there was one of your TikToks that said, religion, politics, and race are used to categorize us and separate us. Yeah. My question is, do you believe in God, comma, do you believe in life after death? And I think you mentioned reincarnation. Um, mm-hmm. Your thoughts on, on all of that. So there was a time where I did um, I believe in the creator. I will say that. I believe mm. that we're, we weren't just spawned here. You know, we were created by something higher. So I mm. do believe that. I don't necessarily, I'm not a Christian anymore. I used to be um, in a Christian household, stuff like that. So Bible reading every day. But yeah. it just wasn't, for me, I felt like I wanted to find my own, you know, my own path and everything. And I felt like Christianity was kind of keeping me trapped in a way. So definitely believe in a creator. Definitely. Gee, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> reincarnation. Um, I don't think we just go. I don't believe in the hell or heaven thing that much. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like a mindset. I think that because what we watch, we believe certain things um, mm-hmm. based on what we're programmed to believe. Because we truly don't know anything. We don't know what happens when we die. So... Mm-hmm. You know, people could have dreams and um, what's those things called um, when they're about to die? Like like visions or something? Something like that. Um, but yeah, definitely believe in reincarnation, not heaven or hell type of thing. Interesting. Um, do you think you, you were you know, in a past life and then you've been reincarnated into the, your current one? Definitely. Um, I've had my own theories based off like some markings on me and Mm. dreams I've had um definitely believe I don't know exactly who I was but I believe I know how I died so that's it's scary but I I believe it's it's true I just don't know why um interesting yeah I think those markings huh what was that go ahead uh are those markings are you referring to birthmarks yeah birthmarks I have um kind of like a mole kind of i guess Mm. you could call it and i looked into it and it was like um if you have a certain thing it might signify that you may have been shot so and then i saw the dream that i had i've had multiple dreams like it to where i was shot by this specific person and it's not saying like it could be that specific person but you know it's an act that could have happened so i feel you so in regards to reincarnation, I, I don't know too much about it, um, but obviously, it, you know, it's kind of commonly conjoined with karma as far as, you know, if you're rude to animals in this life, then your next life, you might come back as, you know, a, some chicken wings and you might take an L on somebody's plate, you know, <laughs> for forevermore that you can reincarnate as some bacon and what have you. But do you believe in karma as it relates to reincarnation? Um, Definitely. I'm not... I don't know what I, I haven't really, oh, sorry. 
barely. But you good? Um, hold on, give me one second. Let me close the door. Um, could you repeat the question? Do, do you believe in karma as it relates to reincarnation? Is there a connection there? I believe there could be. I haven't really um, thought much about it relating to um, reincarnation, but karma mm -hmm. in general, I do believe in that. Like, I definitely do. Um, I've had my fair share of that, and I've seen other people have their fair share of that, so definitely. Okay. So the, the the question I was kind of leading up to with all those kind of short little follow-up questions, how do you tell right from wrong in relation to reincarnation or karma? And of course, starting with like the, the deist question is you believe in a spiritual being or an all-powerful being that created everything or that controls us as it were. But the one thing that worries me is that let's say there is a God because I, I believe in God, but mm -hmm. I feel like there has to be a religion attached to it because if there's a God, we have to find out what he wants or what she wants. You know, there's many you know streams of thought in regards to that, that person, that being. But in regards to right from wrong, I always argue that God authorizes what's right and wrong. Because if I say it's okay to turn the light on, you say it's okay to turn the light off, which one of us is right? And ultimately, we're, we're going to be on two sides of a coin, never making any progress until someone breaks the tie. And it can't be another human because we just fall into two categories. So I always argue that God breaks the tie and... You know, there's many streams of thought of what kind of God that is, but I, I would pose to you, in light of and with respect to reincarnation, with respect to karma, with respect to the afterlife, as it were, how do you tell right from wrong in your day-to-day -day life? That is a really good question. Um, it would also make sense having to do with, you know, God being able to tell, like, right from wrong based off of mm -hmm. religion and stuff like that. So that would definitely make sense. For me... I view it as how I make other people feel. So if mm -hmm. I make some, it's like, I have my own intuition. I have my own thoughts about something. If I feel, if I feel like somebody was hurt negatively by me, I'll like look into it and see, okay, was I wrong in this situation or was I right? Stuff like mm -hmm. that. Or I'll try to come to an agreement to where maybe we both were wrong. Maybe we both were right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just, can we come to a solution but um definitely a good thought-provoking question right there um i don't even know what's it mm. yeah yeah it'll be something that's kind of it's something that that i came to as far as there's four basic questions that i paused at and we'll, we'll get off this in a second um, but morality is such an interesting dilemma especially in today's world where we're arguing you know abortion rights versus pro-life all, all these different false dichotomies assuming that there's only one there's only two answers and I'm like well, what if there's a third answer but we we find ourselves typically on one side of the aisle republican or democrat you know pro gun you know get rid of the guns and i'm like who's going to break up these ties bro we we have you know the senate's not making any progress house of representatives not making any progress the supreme court is making decisions that it's going to you know split the country in half so ultimately there has to be somebody that breaks these ties especially in regards to morality is it okay to kill oh well what about war what, what, what about abortion what, what, what about self-defense okay well it is okay to kill I'm like we keep flip-flopping so it's definitely interesting mm -hmm. something to, to think about and uh yeah it, it, it tends to kind of put people you know you got to pick a side ultimately mm -hmm. and a lot of people end up you know you get stuck because if you pick something there's major consequences attached to those belief systems so if mm -hmm. i think it's okay to kill that means hitler he had a good excuse. 
Because Ray, Ray said it was okay, so that means all killing's okay. And of course, oh, it depends, and it's nuanced. That might be so. But ultimately, I, I think a lot of things can be binary and, and a lot simpler than we've made them out to be. So um, mm-hmm. we'll move on to that. Um, one, one more thing. You, you mentioned feelings and writing down your feelings. Um, mm-hmm. It's my thought process that feelings are ever-changing. They're, they're kind of fleeting and that it's kind of it's hard to keep up with them as much as they change. Like right now, I feel I feel hot in this room. There's a lot of things that you're trying to measure. You're trying to, and that's where I like the morality piece comes in because you have a lot of people that think about, you know, how I feel in the moment and then they make decisions based off of that. And then when I ask them, how do you tell right from wrong? And I'm like, well, it's based on how I feel in the moment. And then they, they wrote it down. They wrote down their feelings. I'm like, all right, what if, what if the answer was outside of you completely? What are your thoughts on on feelings as it relates to morality or decision making, or especially with a lot of your content that you make as far as motivation is concerned? How do you account for your feelings while still knowing the right answer, you know, in the grand scheme of things? I think sometimes it's good to take a step back and Mm -hmm. actually think before, for like for example, with content, take a step Mm -hmm. back and actually think about what you're gonna put out because there's been times from me doing TikTok for a while now, there's been times I'll just post. Like, I'll go straight to, like, I'll say what I want to say and then post. Not really Mm. thinking about, like, did I may have said this in, like, a wrong way? Was there, like, I don't really think sometimes when I post. So, just, like, definitely sitting back and thinking about it before you go out and publish it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. That's interesting. Um, do you have any thoughts on Andrew Tate? Uh, I know he's been recently banned from Facebook, recently mm-hmm. banned from Instagram. They're trying to wipe him off the face of the earth. Unfortunately, <laughs> he's not the person posting his own content. So mm-hmm. his army has to be removed as well. But do you have any comments or any, any thoughts on his rhetoric? Um, you seem pretty rational in a lot of your, like you always you know, give judgment to both sides. You talk about men, you talk about women as well. well what are your thoughts on, on Andrew Tate? He kind of reminds me of another version of Kim, like Kevin Samuels in a way. Mm. They they have points. They do. But it's just their delivery about it. There's certain yeah. things that they say they don't really need to say. They don't need to shame people. They don't need to, you know, bring other people down. They could say what they have to say and be <laughs> honest about it. Um, my thing, I definitely don't agree with them trying to wipe him off the face of the earth. I don't. I believe in freedom of speech strongly. Um, cause there's been people that try to do that, like do that to me. And I don't, I don't like that stuff. So I feel like if people don't agree with certain things, then don't watch for one. And, you know, I definitely don't agree with that though at all. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Um, in regards to Kevin Samuels, you, you made some content in regards to a lot of the rhetoric concerning his death and people were celebrating what have you. Um, how did you come in contact with Kevin Samuels and what were your thoughts on how, whether or not he impacted your life at all. So when I was younger, like about a couple years ago, I came into the living room at my mom's house and she was watching Kevin Samuels and he was on, um, she loved watching him. She thought, you know, he was really honest about a lot of stuff. He was trying to help people. So when I saw that, and mind you, it was at a point where he was talking to um, this lady and he was kind of, he was being disrespectful. He was like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, bum, or something. He was, he was just going off on her. I mm. came in at that moment. So the first thing that came to my mind was, 
why are you watching him? Like, he seems really rude. Like, I, I didn't like him at first. And then I was like, let me sit back and actually listen to what he's saying. A lot of the stuff that he said is true. A lot of the, yeah. pe- like, the things that we do is causing a lot of people to be single, causing a lot of relationship troubles. So there's ways that he did things like body shaming and stuff like that I didn't agree with at all. Mm-hmm. But again, he did have some points. So for me to, how I viewed it when people were celebrating his death is for one, you're being worse than he, like you're being worse than he did, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't like somebody, I'm not gonna watch this stuff. When I was younger, I stopped watching. Like I didn't even, whenever she turned on the TV and turned that whatever YouTube video on, I would <laughs> leave the room because I didn't want to hear it. Mm. I didn't want to hear his shit. So, um, that's what I would recommend people do. If you don't like like certain people or certain things, watch something else instead of celebrating deaths because that's cruel. Like, I did not agree with that at all. So, that's for real. Do you have any thoughts on alpha male rhetoric in general anyways? Um, that seems to be, I guess, the, the, the scent in the water or the, the color, food coloring in the water as far as the common lining between Kevin Samuels or Andrew Tate or you know, Fresh and Fit or all, a lot of the men's podcasts. Um, and in some cases, my own as well. I, I try to be objective. But yeah, well, what are your thoughts on alpha male rhetoric as it relates to men want this, men don't do this, women always do this, women do this, body count, put it on her forehead. Your thoughts on alpha male rhetoric? <laughs> um, honestly, I don't even get into the alpha, beta, all of the other stuff. I don't <laughs> like I would never say those words in any of my videos just because I don't I don't care. Like out of nowhere mm. I just see people talking about, oh he thinks he's an alpha male or he I don't even know anything about none of that because I don't stay in tune with that type of stuff i just yeah. think it's more and more labels i just go by it's, it's something that somebody says stupid are they making a point or are they just trying to create conflict are they just trying to start some shit so i don't yeah. really i haven't really gotten into the whole alpha male beta male stuff like that that's not my type of yeah i don't really care but that's that's real, that's real. yeah do you have thoughts on feminism um it's commonly defined at least from rational and objective individuals, you know, equality of the sexes, e- equality between men and women. Do you think it's done more good or more bad for today's world, especially in relation to relationships? Definitely more bad. Um, wow. Because I feel like independence for us is not a good... When, when women nowadays, like, stress independence, they're not talking about, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's more so as like trying to be better than the guys, better yeah. than the men. It's not let's build each other up. Let's because women, I feel like we don't empower each other. We always we're always competing with each other. We're always mm. trying to find some flaws with the other person. We're always trying to take somebody else's man and do something <laughs> like it's a whole bunch of shit that goes mm. on. And it's not about independence. Feminism is not I don't <laughs> it's going downhill, honestly. Um, cause now it's to the point where women don't even want men. They yeah. don't even want to be around men. Men ain't shit. All this other shit. It's not about building us up. It's about lowering, like putting them down a few notches, yeah. putting men down a few notches. That's what it's all about. It's not about us. So that's yeah, how I that, think about it. That's different. And I'm sadly in the same boat. 
and I, I try my best, especially as a, a man and then, of course, a black man, I try to switch questions around, turn the question around, like, all right, what good has feminism done? And, of course, you can point out suffrage. You can point out, you know, trying to make things a little bit more even. But then when you ask basic questions like what, what do men have in terms of rights that women don't have, it's, t- it's typically crickets. And we come with all these nuanced answers such as, you know, men can walk, walk outside at night without being afraid. I'm like, that's true, I guess. Um, not all men, but, of course, you know, the majority of men can walk down the alley or walk down the street and they're not really fearing being raped or assaulted or, you know, robbed or what have you. So I'm not sure that, that that's a, a rights issue. I think that's more of a danger issue as it relates to the reality of the world where mm-hmm. it's just it's a dangerous world. And a lot of people don't want to think that this world is actually dangerous. But most people have never been to Alaska. You, you walk outside long enough, you're going to run into something. Something will whoop your ass out there. It's, it's dangerous. You walk down the middle, you know, New York City, you know, inner cities, the ghetto, the hood, what have you, trailer parks. Somebody can get you at any, at any given moment. And with phones, you know, and the internet at large, we're starting to see this more and more often where people are getting got. You're seeing rappers getting caught lacking like nonstop. And we're, we're glorifying this stuff. But, you know, it's a dangerous world. And I think a lot of people are still kind of slow to realize that. And so, of course, it's unfortunate that a lot of women, you know, they, they feel unsafe in public spaces. But I think that has more to do with the reality of the world, as it were, for all people. Because men get killed, too. Men get caught, you know, caught lacking and get popped. It's normal at this point. So, um I think there can be some work done there, but it's so nuanced, especially in regards to police departments and, and how they should handle a given situation. Um, I have so many theories in regards to that. But um, speaking of police departments, uh, it's my contention that white supremacy is not to blame for everything wrong in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, black black people are so quick to point and say white supremacy is why we're broke, why there's a wealth gap, why we're mm-hmm. impoverished why we don't got the same rights, why we were not you know, perfectly represented in the media. And then, of course, I, I turned the question to, all right, so if white, supremacy, if white supremacy is to blame for everything bad in our community, are they also to blame for everything good in our community? Or do mm-hmm. we take that credit and that responsibility and that c- accountability? What are your thoughts on white supremacy and how it may or may not be playing a major role in, our, in today's society, especially in relation to the black community? I think... Um blacks are doing harm to each other Mm. Um, like i said for one it goes back to the music um but for two we're fighting each other and we're i feel like we even on tiktok the most videos i'll see is from black people talking about white people i don't see a lot of white people talking about black people like that i'll see here and there a couple viral videos but it's so rare for me to see it on my for you page Every time I scroll, there's a new video about a black person making fun of a white person, whether that's their hair, whether that's whatever they're wearing. What It's always, you're trying to copy us, you're trying to do this. It's, it's stuff that I don't really understand. I think that we create problems within our own community. I feel like they're just, they're, they could put in some stuff, but I mm. feel like they're at this point, they're just sitting back watching us do the damage ourselves. It's wow. like, it's simple for them. They don't have to do much for us to go against each other. Whether yeah. that's like, even with me, and I know I'll probably get, I've already got hate for this, but even when it comes to hairstyles, a white person shouldn't braid their hair. A white person shouldn't do this. It's like, they they could be on live. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times I, w- I was literally on a live with, um, like, I think, yeah, he was a white guy. And he mm-hmm. dreaded his hair. And he did his edges and stuff like that. And he was just sitting there quiet and everybody was just joining, joining his live 
specifically black people, joining his live, you know, acting out, cursing him right. out, he's this, and he's just sitting back. And you know what that proves to me? That goes to show you they don't have to do nothing. They can literally yeah. just sit there and let you make yourself look like make yourself Foolish. look ghetto. Yeah. And I was nice. trying to tell them that on the live. I'm like, I don't necessarily like I don't agree with a lot of things that goes on, but I'm not gonna stay on a live if I don't agree with that. I'm not gonna bash somebody because now I'm looking like I'm looking weird. Like you're ghetto now. If people already view us a certain way just because we're black like oh black girls are ghetto and stuff like that why add to that that's mm. what i was trying to say why go on the live and talk more shit and this person's just sitting there letting you do it he's embarrassing he's making you embarrass yourself facts so i feel like they don't really have to do the work anymore it's us now so facts and uh, i listen to a lot of cia po podcasts and you know former cia agents and officers and they talk about how propaganda works and how, you know, China or Russia can just influence our entire country and how we behave by simply placing things in our media that as long as we're being impacted and as long as we're, we're a nation that can be easily triggered by the smallest little stimuli, they have control of us. And mm -hmm. the same thing, I think, works in TikTok or, or you know, the, the smaller platforms and not, you know, the global, you know, setting. Shout out friends giving in the chat. Um, you see how the smallest stimuli can impact someone mainly because as long as that person is so emotional that I know the right words to say, it's kind of like the word submission. Most women will immediately get triggered by, I, I don't, I don't got to submit to no man. I, I'm strong, independent. I don't need no man. I make up my own money. I got my own car. Cool. But submission often has a lot of similarities to respect or cooperation. And if you use those words, they, it doesn't trigger anyone, but mm -hmm. the submission just has this connotation to it that most men can, can realize, but if I just say, yo, go make me dinner versus, yo, you hungry, it, it kind of means it's, it's, it's close, it, it's whatever. The point is, if you're easily triggered by someone saying a word, I don't care if it's the N-word, they have power over you. Because if they can make predictions based on your behavior or based on your phenotype or based on your archetype, and they say, I think they will react this way if I just say nigga. And then you go off and you start trying to fight and cops is called, you get arrested, you spend 30 days in jail. I'm like, your life is, is a, a mess, bro. You, you're <laughs> constantly playing defense because everybody's going, hey, w w watch this. Three, two, one. Nigga. They, they, they go off. I'm like, bro, that's too much. It's too much. It's a word. So I, I think words do have power. And obviously, if you go to an airport and you say words that start with B, you're going to take an L in there, too. And so it's not just you know black people that are easily triggered. But um, I, think, I think we have a lot to... to uh, I study stoicism. Excuse me. I study stoicism in regards to just not being triggerable. Like slow down, bro. Relax. Breathe. Think before you speak. Think before you act. Think before you respond. Um, and we have a nation of. I mean, you see this in the riots and the protests where people just run around burning shit down. The white people got their protests too. You know, they they be at the Capitol tearing up stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's doing it right. I don't think anyone's doing it right. Um, the Asians were under attack for a while, and you know that they, they made their videos and you know stop Asian hate and what have you. But we didn't see them burning anything down. Mm -hmm. We didn't see them breaking into any federal buildings. Maybe we should follow them just a little bit, use Twitter a little bit more, use TikTok a little bit more, use Facebook, Instagram a little bit more, and less buildings, less gas stations, less capital building. Uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm sitting in a place where the white supremacy scapegoat has kind of ran its course. Um, the further and further away from slavery we get, there should be some improvements, especially in our rhetoric in terms of mm -hmm. accountability. I'm like, at some point, it's my fault, man. And if I do something right, give me all the credit, give me the praise and glory. 
but if I do something wrong, it got to be me too. And so hopefully our black community, I'll, I'll keep talking about it. I'll keep mentioning it. And of course, we typically stand alone when we, you know, you, you talked about how, you know, holding the black community, especially black women accountable, and you get all this pushback ASAP. Can you talk a little bit about that as far as when you do speak on, you know, issues with black women and why you get so much pushback? Mainly, it's like, if I talk about accountability or if I talk about what we do, it's always pick me energy. It's always, yeah. oh, she's trying to get picked. And it's all the time, even if it's like the littlest thing that we do is still like you're trying to get attention from the guys type of thing which kind of it's kind of frustrating but i i don't really pay too much attention to it because i'm so used to it at this point but i feel like that's the only thing people can say in response to what i do is oh she's just a pick me because Mm -hmm. they don't want to admit that this is what we do guys don't do that guys don't say oh you're being a pick me to other guys guys be like (laughs) yeah bro like we do that like Mm. they'll admit to it and with girls it's like no she's just trying to get attention she's just trying to you know it's like how what's the point if i i already get attention i don't need to force it i don't need to like say a whole bunch of like you know so and mainly the videos that i see on tiktok is a bunch of girls saying stuff about guys i don't see a bunch of guys like saying stuff about women they're just like you know they're just chilling but (laughs) girls are now starting to wild like they're wilding out they're posting their body counts on tiktok they're talking about let's like dub these whatever let's (laughs) use them for their money let's like they're proud of doing thought shit and i don't understand it and if i speak on it then i'm wrong i don't understand it it's and it's probably because like most of them are older I, I don't yeah. think they like hearing real shit from people that's younger than them. I don't think they do. I, I noticed that a lot, even with my own personal situations. Older people don't necessarily like hearing real shit from the youth. Facts. So it's like, no, you have more maturing to do. You don't know what you're talking about. But I do. Just because I'm 18 doesn't mean my mindset is at like 18. I'm older than I'm my age. Facts. Facts. Especially like Gen Z, you guys are born with phones in y'all hands. So if mm-hmm. any if any generation has more information than any other generation, it's the generation that was born with computers glued to their faces nonstop. You guys are bombarded. And I, I think that has a lot to do with the depression and anxiety that kind of floats around, you know, the later generations is the influx. And just so it's like go, before you go on a hike, learning about bears and poison ivy and, and wolves and elk and then say, all right, good luck. Go out there. I'm like, you could be kind of on edge a little bit more than if you were just kind of been ignorant. You guys are the information generation that just is like millennials too. I mean, we, we we're kind of late to the scene, but you guys were born like three years old with iPads, mm-hmm. just watching YouTube kids and all that. So I, I think you guys are a lot older than a lot of people give y'all credit for, mainly because you guys have to be. And because your life is so full of, you know, all these automated systems around you that mm-hmm. if you have a question, you can just ask a question. Whereas in my generation, again, I'm only, you know, what, nine years older than you? Mm-hmm. Ten years. So like, of course, we, we had books a little bit, then we got a little bit of internet. I'm like, oh, we got the old Apple computers. I'm like, oh, we doing a little something. I got Blackberries, you know, Boost Mobile phones. You know, but for the generation that is just your first phone is an iPhone, it's, it's going to be a different, you know, perspective that you have. And that's why I, re- I find refreshing, you know, opinions, you know, especially for people like yourself that are able to look at all the data, especially at such a young age. And, and listen to a Kevin Samuels. You may not like everything. Listen to an Andrew Tate. You may not like everything. Listen to the radical feminists, you know. All, all the various figures in different communities 
and still come out with somewhat of a rational mindset and not be glued to one side of the aisle because no side of the aisle is correct. Mm -hmm. The conservatives are trying to be right. They're missing it. The progressives, they're, they're missing it, period. So yeah. uh, it, it's a mess how you know everyone's trying to you know, just pick a side and it, it's not working anyway. But um, you, you mentioned body count and I, I was going to avoid that question. But since you mentioned it, we might as well touch on it real quick. Andrew mm -hmm. Tate believes <laughs> that a woman's body count should be written on her forehead. Now, obviously, that's a bit hyperbolic and I guess it's meant to get clicks because who's going to, you know, we got to wash our faces at some point, you know, during the day. But what are your thoughts on body count? Especially as a Gen Z or an 18 year old, you know, you're able to witness all the women that are older than you, all the women in the 25s, 30s, you know, epiphany phase, you know, danger zone, as it were, you know, 35 plus, 40 plus. What are your thoughts on promiscuity or, you know, being a free spirit in today's dating market? Um, I definitely believe body count is important. I do believe, yes, people can have a past and stuff like that, but I also believe in energies and, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that you're able to exchange energies. I believe in soul ties, um, just from having, um, sex with somebody, you can develop soul ties. Um, you're exchanging that person's energy. So if somebody has their own personal demons, which we all do, we all have our own personal demons within ourselves. Um, you're you're exchanging that with somebody so mm -hmm. it's it's not just sex it's not just like oh yeah i'm having fun because you end up getting your drain you feel some type of way after you have sex with somebody or you feel like yo that was whatever or you feel like that was terrible that was that i feel weird now i feel nauseous or something like that it's all energies so i'm definitely big on that um also, the diseases and stuff like that that's going around like crazy. Jesus. It's yeah. people, I feel like people just want to have sex just to have sex. <laughs> it's always <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's a lot of revenge cheating, a lot of revenge sex. Mm -hmm. um, just, I, and for, for us, for women, I think if guys do it, that doesn't mean you go do it. Right. Yes, like you want equal, whatever, but at the same <laughs> time, we're not necessarily going to be equal because we carry babies we carry kids so yeah. they don't have guys don't have the ability to they have the ability to create using semen but mm -hmm. we actually have to carry the baby we have to deal with yeah. the after effects with our body changing and stuff like that we have to deal with the consequences people just think oh it's just sex i'm just gonna have fun okay you're gonna have fun until you're pregnant and you, you know <laughs> your body's yeah. different you're going to have fun until you start feeling, you know, weak, feeling like what's going on with myself, not being able to find yourself because you took in too many different energies. So Thanks. I just I just think it's it's not equal just because guys do certain things. You may see people homing around and stuff like that doesn't that doesn't mean you do that because you're supposed to view yourself at God. We're y'all are gods. We're goddesses. Mm -hmm. that's just like that's how we should view each other as. Not like, yeah, I'm just going to sleep with whoever because not everybody's, you know, on that type of timing. Not everybody wants to better themselves. A lot of people have darkness, a lot of darkness within them. So mm. that's how I that's view facts. it. That's facts. We have around uh, eight minutes left. Um, this is a bit abstract of a topic, but I, I did want to ask you about it. Have you ever heard of the black pill? No. Okay. Um, just a, a quick introduction to it, real quick. Um, and just as Narda is mentioning, very, very intelligent individual. Um, so, but real quick, 
the black pill it basically it, it represents the demographic of men um, that you've probably never seen in public or you probably do see in public, but you don't pay them any attention. Um, it's the short, you know, below average height men, the ugly men, um, the unsuccessful men, the broke men, the, the men that play video games with neck beards in the mom's basement that, that mm. never see this light of day, pale, whatever. It's a demographic of men who believe they have no hope with women. Um, they, they feel like they're not seen. Let's say that there's an 18-year-old man and you compare your you know, how people, how society pursues you because you might be a young, beautiful young woman, intelligent, whereas an 18-year-old man with nothing to show for his life outside of he was born a certain way, you guys are typically valued differently. And so mm-hmm. the Black people kind of talks about how, you know, if you're not a certain height, if you're not six foot or above, women don't want you. And you can see this all over TikTok where they, they'll ask women in public interviews, would you want a short, handsome man or a tall, ugly man? And the tall, ugly, one, tall, ugly man keeps getting love over and over again. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, a man's height, you know, all the different metrics that men are typically measured by? How do you pursue a man? Do you care about his character? Do you care about his height? Do you care about being attracted to him? Um, at 18 years old, I'm curious about how your programming is currently, mm-hmm. you know, having access to all this information and, and what, what you think about um, your counterparts at 18 years old. My thing, because um, I've been with people who were a bit shorter than me. Height has mm-hmm. never been a serious issue for me. Um, I'm one of those, like, I'm a goofy individual. I like being cute. So mm-hmm. there's times I do, I definitely do like them a little bit taller just because mm-hmm. I like being cute and adorable. Like, I act like a puppy sometimes. I can't lie. But I wouldn't mind Stupid. dating somebody that's shorter than me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm not going to date you because you're shorter than me. If, if I develop feelings for somebody, if I feel like this person is a good person for me, Height mm-hmm. is not gonna matter, you know, as well as money and stuff like that. I'm one of those types of people. I would rather build with somebody. I would rather mm-hmm. build um, <laughs> like everything with somebody. They don't have to just have it. And then I want to go in because they have everything already. That mm-hmm. was, there's nothing to gain. You're not growing. You're both now growing. So I definitely like I would rather build with somebody than just have everything. Um, mainly because when I was younger, I didn't just have everything. Even when kids my age were having iPhones, I didn't even have a phone when I was a freshman. Like I started off with a flip phone when (laughs) I was in high school. So I didn't have stuff like that. And maybe that's why I kind of view things differently, but I'm not a materialistic person at all. Um, I think if you are a materialistic person, you never really appreciate anything. Because you can have so much and always want more. And I think that's how a lot of us are nowadays. We want more and more and more. We're never content. So my height, I don't mind. Um, Size, I don't. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm, yeah. Semen retention, y'all go ahead and do that. Like, that's perfectly fine. Stuff like that. Um, And again, I want to build. Money is not a huge thing to me either. Like, I'm fine working as well. So it's not. Yeah, certain things I just don't get about, you know, what people say. That's real. real. You're clearly a a different type of woman. Um, Rare, rare, especially in regards to the the louder voices, um, especially Mm -hmm. on TikTok and and YouTube, what have you. Um, What are your thoughts on the current image of Black women? Um, It tends to be taking a hit in the media nonstop. And as a fellow Black man, I, I can empathize with, you know, 
a certain demographic being viewed because of the small percentage of, of people doing things. People like yourself will not be publicized at large. Like you will always be considered the outlier and they'll say, no, that the people turn up that restaurant. That's the normal black woman. I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think there might be a, a little bit more nuance that we can add to the conversation. But well, what are your thoughts on the current view of black women in today's society? Right. I, I feel like um, in celebrities and a lot of men good girls out just because we're literally willing to make the signs um, music like the girls working and using and I've seen it in high school like I've seen it in high school to where there's girls that will literally come to school like acting like they're one of them acting like they're one of the city girls or acting mm-hmm. like they're mega sound like effing da 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 like you're not mm-hmm. them. You're not them. You don't have to follow in their footsteps because you don't even know what you're doing at this point. You don't know what you're getting into. It's it's easy to be influenced by these artists and it's it's definitely taking a toll on us because a lot of guys don't think that we're any different. They think all girls mm-hmm. are not even they're not for one their bodies are not even natural anymore. They don't have <laughs> a good mindset. It's always, mm-hmm. you know, now I have to worry about is she, is she gonna have home my home like he's good looking is she gonna go at him or is she gonna go to the next as a big so it's, it's negatively affecting us definitely I don't mm-hmm. I don't like how it is I think we need more voices like there's a woman named Aniko she's a yeah. conscious like she's one of the conscious um singers I think that's what needs to be promoted it's music mm-hmm. like that so there's a um. A lady named Summer, not Summer, um, her. She has some really yeah. good music or Thames, stuff dope. like that, Caribbean, like Caribbean style stuff. She doesn't show her body at all. Thames doesn't even do that type of stuff. So that's, I think, what needs to be promoted more, not all this other shit. But it's not going to happen because that's what's bringing in the money. That's what's bringing in all the entertainment and stuff like that, the gossip. It's not going to happen. So that's real. That's real. Couple more questions, and then I'll let you go. You, you've been more than gracious. Um, in that same vein, especially as it relates to you know proper promotion and media coverage of the majority of Black women, not just the, the small minority that, that might get the most clicks. What are your thoughts on colorism? Um, have you encountered much of colorist, you know, ideology or, or discrimination? Do, do you have any specific thoughts on colorism itself? Um. I haven't experienced that. I I don't believe I have. Um, yeah, not not really. Interesting, interesting. Um, I, I watched several videos on it this morning, and it's just I can imagine, and I think I think it's mostly in the media where you might see a certain skin tone, such as yourself. You, you seem like you have like we have very similar skin tones. Um, yours being a little bit lighter. But you might be notice, noticing patterns that, you know, light-skinned women might be getting a little bit more love, a little bit more play in the media. Um, the Zendaya types versus the, the precious types or what have you. And a lot, a lot has to do with image. Um, but, yeah, I, I find it interesting. I, I'm not sure it's completely, you know, valid in regards to that's the reason why you got rejected every single time is that the skin color. Like, well, what about behavior? What about personality? What about, you know, texturism? There, there's so many isms that you can add to this conversation. Um, but yeah, I find it interesting. Um if I could say anything, be a pattern. 
Mm-hmm. If I can say anything, probably like the dark dark skins, that's mm-hmm. probably the ones who get the most hate. Um, I've I've seen a couple instances like that, based off of social media. Like, damn, she's dark or he's dark, stuff like that. But um, other than that, yeah, I haven't seen much. But it's mainly like the dark skins that don't get any any type of love. So, yeah, that's real. That's real. And I have one final question. One final question. I said to all my female guests, um, and, and hopefully you're not offended by the term female. I saw your your content on that, but um, somehow female became offensive and what have you. And we, we dare not offend people. But um, mm-hmm. final question: What does a man gain in your estimation? What, what does a man gain in marriage that he doesn't have access to while dating? I don't. What does he gain? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably from um, somebody else's perspective, maybe um, loyalty, like extreme loyalty at that point, because she has a ring now, so she's not going anywhere. Um, I guess that's what they might say, but I personally don't really see anything different. It's, it's like um, it's just a ring with some papers behind it and vows that a lot of people don't even keep so um i don't really think there's much to really gain yeah and it's the unfortunate reality that i've I've kind of paused that especially when i've asked multiple women you know married women single women i'm like all right there has to be some type of incentive especially when we see the birth rate declining we see you know especially in the black community where you know one in four black women are getting married you know the divorce rates through the roof you know, eight out of 10 women are breaking up their marriages versus two out of the 10 men who are breaking up the marriages. You start seeing these trends, all the, the single motherhood and all the results of that. You know, the, the it's not the best statistics coming out of single motherhood. Mm-hmm. And of course, we, we can pause that the men leaving too or why they left and all those different nuances that tend to be left out of the conversation. So we're not here to completely demonize single women. But the issue with marriage is that I, I keep looking at it from a wholesome standpoint. And I try to look at the way Kevin Samuels looked at it. I'm like, we got to build the black community. And then when I ask simple questions like, all right, what's a basic reason why a man should get married? Well, what incentive does he have? And I have yet to get an answer outside of what he already has while he's dating. I mean, you can get companionship, you can get loyalty, you can have children, you can build wealth, you can you can cuddle, you can have sex, you, you can travel the world, you can do all those things while technically and legally single and just dating. And so I, I'm, st- I'm running out of hope in terms of I can't find any, any reasons to do so. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, there's not many people walking around with answers outside of, you know, maybe qualitative measurements as far as you feel differently while you're married versus you feel differently while you're dating. I'm not sure how we measure that. And maybe it is a a reason. Mm -hmm. But in terms of ones and zeros, in terms of on paper, something that's quantifiable, tangible, you know, experience, repeatable. I don't see much there. And so, um do you have any ambition to be married or do you think about marriage or, you know, your life in relation to that covenant? I think the only reason why I would probably be married is to have the same last name. So mm-hmm. if I have kids with somebody, I would rather us all have the same last name than different names. Um, that's probably the only thing. Um it's not nothing major. I wouldn't. 
I'm not one of those people like, oh, he didn't marry me yet. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people like he didn't put a ring on it yet. You know, mm. um, I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, you get a nice wedding and flowers and people <laughs> come to celebrate. I think it's a beautiful thing. But um, if we really look at it, it's just a one day thing. And then the marriage could still go down. Like the marriage could still go down. Yeah. You, know? you could have that one night and then the next day y'all are fighting and then it ends. So that's, um, that's really it. Yeah. Well, hopefully things change. I, I don't think things change for the better and not in this world. Most things tend toward disorder. So I think we're trending in that direction already and we have been for a while. But um, who knows? You know, there might be another, you know, Andrew Tate equivalent or Kevin Samuels equivalent that's so marriage minded and they're toxically pro marriage that it turns society that direction. Who, who knows? Who knows what, what can happen tomorrow? But um, Candace, I, I do want to say thank you um, for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for for. A, your message itself, again, it's so rare, especially from someone like yourself, someone so young um, who's seeking betterment and who's seeking to change the world and, and become a voice for, especially Gen Z, where you guys tend to be kind of different, different. It's not wrong. You guys are different um, yeah. as generations you know, adjust and evolve and change. So I'm grateful for your message, grateful for your voice in, in, in the TikTok space and definitely on your podcast as well. So um, any last words, anything you want to share with the people uh, as we close out? Um, I appreciate you for having me on here. Um, I appreciate all of your fans or whoever's watching. So <laughs> thank you. Um, definitely keep striving, keep growing, and continue to work on yourselves always. Um, don't put people before your own mental health. Don't people don't put people above yourself. Focus on yourself. Focus on your mental health, and keep pushing. Keep going forward. Keep growing. So. That's facts. Where can people reach you? You want to plug your TikTok and your YouTube channels? So TikTok um, and Instagram is the same. I am Concast. So C-O-N-C-A-S. My YouTube channel, I have two. I have Candace Simmons and Conscious Cast. So, yes. <laughs> awesome. And you'll awesome. find all of the links on my IG. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again. Um, thanks for everybody coming through. I appreciate everybody watching. Uh, and yeah, I'll see you on next video. <laughs>